Girlfriends, episode number 217, Seven Ways to Find Peace in Quarantine. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we are talking about finding peace in quarantine. Is it even possible? Let's talk about it. Hey, girlfriends. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining me for this newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Always glad to connect with you here. Especially grateful for every kind of connection these days when we are quarantined, when we are physically isolated from other people and attempting to remain socially connected with people. It's a unique challenge that many of us are facing, and we're all having to make adjustments. It's been very challenging for many of my friends, my colleagues, my coworkers, for my family. Everybody is changing what they do every day. Pretty much everybody's routine has been shifted and shaken and turned upside down. I'm recording this from my car. Now, that's not unusual for me. But you know what? In recent months, I had a nice little setup going. I have sort of an office space in my home um, that really is a spare bedroom. And now it's no longer a spare bedroom because my daughter, Julia, is home from college. She is online uh, school for the rest of her school year. And that's where she's doing her schoolwork. So my house is noisier than it usually is. (laughs) And I don't really have space. So here I am in the car and it's fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. You guys know I'm comfortable recording out here. And it's actually a beautiful sunny day here in New Hampshire. We had snow yesterday as recently as yesterday, and there's more forecasted in the days to come, but we'll get through that. We'll get through that. How is your quarantine going? In what ways has your life changed in these past few weeks? And what kinds of adjustments are you needing to make? How are you needing to adapt? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we can have peace, even during this time of great anxiety. Many of us are worried. Many of us are worried about our health, about the health and well-being of those we love. We're worried about our nation. We're worried about the world economy. We're worried about our own economy. We're worried about our own finances, our own jobs, and our own paychecks. There are a lot of things for people to worry about, a lot of reasons for each of us to have anxiety in our lives, especially during these unsettling, uncertain, unprecedented times. So let's talk about that. I want to share with you some ideas for ways to find peace in quarantine. There's so much great content out there. A lot of people are sharing on social media in ways that I find encouraging and helpful and um, humorous sometimes, you know, helping us to laugh and lighten up a little bit. I think that's really helpful. Um, But then there's a lot of information that's not helpful. And I've found the need to filter the ways in which I'm getting information. Um, For example, Dan loves to watch the news and he'll turn it on in the late afternoon every day, you know, usually when the president's having his update. And then there's the news channels that are analyzing what the president said and all of that. I found that I was getting kind of sucked into that because it was on. And then I would end up spending like an hour and a half watching the news with that ticker going on the right hand side of the screen. You know what I'm talking about. It's ticking and counting the number of coronavirus diagnoses and deaths, right? Ongoing. 
this this little ticker on the side and state by state and county by county and country by country. And I found that was producing a lot of anxiety for me. That was not a good way for me to be taking in information. So Dan can handle it and he likes to watch the news in that way. And that's fine. And um, I, I'm just going to have to be making sure I'm not taking in those big, great big doses of uh, cable news anymore because I, I've, on days where I did that, I really found that my anxiety was really going through the roof and I do not usually tend to be an anxious person. So I was like, what is going on here? Anyway, I want to talk about seven specific ways. That's one that's not even on my list is uh, filtering how you're getting your information for sure is a way to find peace these days. Um, But my number one one, of course, I'm going to tell you to pray. Make sure that you have time for prayer every single day. And if you can start your day with prayer and end your day with prayer, that's really ideal, of course, and be praying throughout your day. But the best time for prayer is the time you're actually going to do it. So if you have like a 10 a.m. break or during your baby's nap time or whatever it is, that's the time to make sure that you are setting that time aside for prayer. And it doesn't have to be fancy. Sometimes we don't even get started because we think we have to have a great, big, perfect plan in place and have this you know, beautiful moment of connection with God. Well, it's not always going to look like that. It's not always going to feel great. Prayer so often is just about showing up. Remember that. Show up. And, you know, I think there's a lot of value in that. And even some of the great saints, sometimes we think the saints, oh, they had these great connections with God. They were praying all the time and it was so blissful and It wasn't necessarily like that. Some of the greatest saints talk about prayer as a discipline and talk about spiritual dryness in their lives where they weren't feeling that connection with God. So show up. Make sure you're showing up because that will give you a great deal of peace. We are made for communion with God. We are built for that connection with our creator. We are meant to be connecting with him in all the ways that we can during our life here on earth. And ultimately, we're meant to be forever in communion with him in heaven. That's what we're made for. That's our whole purpose in life. So we're going to find a great deal of peace if we have that daily prayer time. Um, I've been making more time for prayer in my mornings. Um, I always had time for for prayer that was set aside in the morning, but um, I've been adding a little bit to it, especially during this Lenten time, adding a little bit of spiritual reading there and, um, you know, different forms of reading the gospel and reflecting on the gospel using my Hallow Prayer app. I've mentioned Hallow here before. I'll put a link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com if you're interested in learning more about the Hallow app, which really is meditation for Catholics. It's a it's a beautiful resource. And I love that you can just click on what, you know, the daily gospel, for example, and for the amount of time that you want to meditate, and it walks you through. And it's really a, just a really beautiful tool for all kinds of prayer practices, but especially meditative ones. I, I find it's really helpful for that. But even nowadays, there's so much available online. So many people are, are you know, live streaming masses and rosaries and stations of the cross and divine mercy chaplet. So it's pretty easy to get yourself a digital guide if you're feeling like, I, you know, you're not sure what to do with your prayer time. There are a lot of resources available, especially now. And in the coming week, which, you know, Holy Week is coming up, there's going to be even more because so many of us are trying to figure out how do we worship in our domestic churches? 
it's really a difficult thing. It's a new challenge, right? We've always known that our homes and our families are meant to be a domestic church, right? In so many ways, what we do in our homes and our connections with others in our family mirror the sacraments and the ways in which we worship. And yet now we're being called to worship only in our domestic churches. So that really puts increased importance upon family prayer time, the ways in which you're going to pray together as a family and the way that you individually are going to pray. So make sure that you're making time for that because there's so much peace to be found in just doing that. I find that especially on days where I'm very busy, if I begin my day in prayer, things fall into place. Not necessarily everything goes perfectly to my plan, but I have a peace in my heart as I'm going about the work that I'm meant to do. That once you've connected with God and made that connection at the start of your day, you really can have peace in knowing that you're connected with God, that you um, perhaps have prayed a morning offering, giving your day to God, offering up your work to God, being connected with Him in all of those meaningful and important ways really give you a lot of peace. And really, your prayer time, if you don't even know where to start, you know, go to USCCB, go to their website, and read the daily readings. Just do that. Read the 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 first reading, the the psalm, the second reading, and the gospel. Just do that each day. It's really that's a beautiful practice, and that will unite you with the prayer of the church, the prayers that everybody's praying. So you could just start there. You don't have to have anything fancy in place, a new plan. Maybe you had a new plan for Lent and you failed at it, and you think there's no point in going back. Well, there's absolutely a point in going back to your your prayer time with God. So make sure you're making time for that. As your schedule is disrupted, maybe your usual prayer time has been disrupted. Maybe you've got kids and a husband that are around that aren't usually around, and they're taking up your spaces, they're taking up your time in ways that they didn't previously. Well, make sure you're figuring out a way to make sure that your daily prayer practice is happening. All right, number two that I want to mention is change what you can about anything that's bothering you, anything that's disrupting your peace. Sometimes we don't think about things in terms like this. And this is a really important kind of practice that you can engage in. If something is bothering you, if you're disrupted by something in your life right now, whether it's your husband is home and he's working from home inside of the space where you usually work, or, um, you know, your kids are home from school, they're doing their work, you know, at home, and they're making a giant mess in your kitchen every day. And by noontime, your kitchen is a disaster. Whatever it is, change what you can. You can change those things. You can speak up about the things that are disrupting you, that are unsettling you, that are causing you anxiety, that are just causing you to be uncomfortable, that are causing you to um, despair, that are causing you to be disgruntled. You can speak up about the things that can be changed, okay? Not just complaining about them, but saying, hey, family, (laughs) here's something that's going on in the quarantine that I've noticed. Maybe it's everybody's leaving dirty socks all over the house and that doesn't usually happen because the kids are usually at school and they're not home to do that kind of crazy thing. Speak up about it. Make a plan. Invite them into the conversation to make a plan. I sometimes find that there will be something like that, as simple as that. Let's just use that example. Um, dirty socks being left all over the house. And (laughs) whether it's your husband or your kids or whatever, whoever's doing it, dirty dishes, dirty socks, stuff being left around, right? I know that in the past, I have 
noticed situations like that and noticed how much they disrupt my sense of well-being because I like things to be orderly. I keep the house in a certain way, not pristine, mind you, but usually not with these kinds of disruptions. And I was dealing with it and dealing with it and dealing with it, picking up after people and never once pausing to say, oh, wait a minute, I'm letting this make me upset. I'm getting angry about this. I'm feeling frustrated about this. I'm putting in the effort to follow around and pick up after people. Why don't I put that effort into talking to the people about this who are clueless? They're not doing this to hurt me specifically. They're clueless, right? And so talk with them. Invite your family into this conversation and say, you know what? I know you don't notice when you leave your socks around, but I for sure notice and it's upsetting to me because I like to keep this living space clean. Do you think you could pick them up after yourself? You know, talk about it. So talk about those things, recognizing those things that can be changed. Sometimes we treat things that can be changed and we treat even behavior of others that could be changed as if it's unchangeable. Like we just have to deal with it and, you know, suck it up. Well, not really. We can talk to people about the things that might be bothering us, not in a complaining way. And you know what, that that actually invites them into conversation because maybe there's stuff that you're doing that is making their life difficult that you're not even aware of. And it's really important to be having these conversations so you can speak up about the things that are bothering you. And maybe one thing that's bothering you is that there doesn't seem to be a set schedule. You know, usually we're humming along quite happily because there's school schedules, there's work schedules, there's um, sports schedules, there's church schedules. We know where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. Everything's kind of put into place that way. And those are nice little anchors in our days, right? These different events that we participate in. But there's none of that anymore. Look for ways in which you can insert that kind of structure. Maybe you need to talk to your family about that. Maybe that's the number one thing that's making you feel unsettled these days is that there is no structure. Whatever it is, Think about those things that can be changed, that category of things that perhaps you haven't even given voice to, even inside of your own head. Maybe there's stuff that's disrupting you and you're you're not even noticing it enough to recognize it yourself. Go through your days aware of your surroundings and of your interactions with other people and the way that those things are making you feel. If they're disrupting your peace and it's something that can be changed, speak up about it. Okay, and then the third one that I want to mention is the flip side of that. Recognize what can't be changed. What can't you help? You know, and sometimes there's peace in just speaking that truth out loud about the fact that it can't be changed, the fact that we are under quarantine right now. It can't be changed, the fact that this virus exists in the world. We we don't have a vaccine for it. And um, it's uh, a scary thing that, you know, that can't be changed. It's a threat to our health, our well-being, the well-being and health of those we love. We cannot change that. Uh, we cannot change that perhaps you're, you're working from home and your spouse is working from home. Can't be changed. We can't change the fact that we're not interacting socially with friends and family beyond those in our immediate household right now. Cannot be changed. And those might be disrupting your peace, all of those things. But recognizing that those things cannot be changed and speaking that out loud then gives you the opportunity, invites you in to be giving those things over to God. You know, I recently saw, um, I guess it was a meme somewhere, that somebody said, worrying is having a conversation with yourself about things you cannot change. Prayer is having a conversation with God about things he can change. 
And what a more productive thing that is. What a more helpful approach to any kind of problem that is, right? Why be having these conversations with ourselves about things we cannot change and worrying them, worrying about them and having anxiety about them, letting them disrupt your peace? Note consciously those things that are upsetting you, that are causing you anxiety, that are disturbing your peace, that you cannot change. And then make the conscious decision to give them over to God. And this might be something you have to do every single day. It might be something you have to do multiple times a day. It might be something you are reminded to do minute by minute as that little worry comes up again, distracts you. That little niggling thought, that little thing that causes you anxiety comes back into your mind. Let that be a trigger to you to say, is this something I can change? No. This is outside of my control. So that is your prompt. That is your invitation to give that thing over to God. Give that situation over to God and trust him inside of that real insecurity that sometimes we feel with things that we cannot control, things that are outside of our comfortable control. So change what you can, but then on the flip side, recognize what you cannot change. Just putting things into those categories, consciously putting things into those categories can be very freeing and can give you a lot of peace. When something is disrupting you, immediately think, is this something that can be changed? If so, you know, take action. Speak speak up. Speak out about the things that can be changed. But then if it's not, let that be your invitation to give that worry over to God. All right. Next, I want to talk about your physical well-being because we are not just minds and spirits. We are bodies and how we care for our bodies really affects our overall well-being, our spiritual state, our emotional state, our mental state. It's very much affected by how we're caring for our bodies. And two major ways that we care for our bodies are through exercise and what we're eating. These are two things that perhaps you have been tempted to throw out the window during this time of quarantine. And I am not going to tell you to not eat a cookie, right? I saw this thing, I guess it was on Twitter, um, where somebody was like, you know what, stop beating yourself up about wanting a cookie. It's a pandemic, have the cookie, right? And there is definitely room for that, that kind of thinking, for sure. And, you know, give yourself a little break, give yourself some slack, give yourself grace, don't don't make these huge demands of yourself with regard to your exercise and nutrition. Even just speaking of nutrition, many of us don't have access to the foods that we would like to be eating right now. We have limited access and grateful for what we have. And yet, you know, this past weekend, I got a bag of fresh spinach and I was overjoyed because... We haven't had fresh vegetables. I haven't been able to have daily salads. That's that's limited. Um, our, we have limited access to fresh foods, especially fresh fruits and vegetables and those kinds of things. So give yourself grace and allow yourself to not be necessarily eating the, the perfect diet. It's not about that. But be conscious of how you are eating, how often you're eating, and what you're putting into your body and how it makes you feel. I am telling you this, I'm saying this as a person who just a few nights ago ate way too many cookies, way too many. And guess what? I didn't even want the cookies. I didn't want a single one of them. I, after I ate them, I was like, I feel so gross. I feel disgusting. What on earth is going on here? Because I didn't even want them. They weren't even cookies I enjoyed. And yet I, that was sort of a wake-up call to me. Like, what am I doing here? What's really going on here? This is obviously 
you know, emotional eating extraordinaire. And yet I didn't pause in the midst of it to realize that. I only noticed it after the fact. But be conscious about what you're eating and be conscious about why you are eating the way that you are. Being aware of that can be very helpful. One thing that I recently heard on a podcast that um, I enjoy listening to about intermittent fasting, um, this has nothing to do with fasting, but it has to do with emotional eating, was you should ask yourself, am I eating this because it makes me feel good or am I eating this because I feel bad? Interesting distinction, right? Interesting to to make that that note of why you are eating something. If you are eating something because you feel bad, that's not really a good reason to be eating it. If you're eating something, even if it is a bag of chips or a carton of ice cream or you know a soda or whatever, that's kind of lesser on the nutritional scale. If it, if you're eating it because it makes you feel good, then that's that's fine. That's great. You don't do that, um, of course, in limited quantities. But there's a place for that. You know, there is a place for emotional eating or the comfort that we receive from food. You know, God designed it that way, and and there's a purpose there. But it's when we go overboard and then we start actually hurting ourselves, right? We're we're eating something because we feel bad. Well, that's when it's time to intervene a little bit and say, what what am I what am I trying to replace here? Perhaps you're putting food in into a, a role that you need to be turning to God for, right? Looking to fill a space inside your heart, inside of your soul, a lack that you are feeling, um, a hunger, really a hunger that you are feeling emotionally or spiritually. You're trying to fill with food that perhaps God can fill. And that, that, that lack, that longing that you're feeling, that emptiness is really uh, an invitation to you to be turning to God inside of that need. So recognize that, especially with regard to um, what you're eating, because here's another thing to know. If you are struggling with anxiety, um, and, and so many of us are, even those of us who aren't prone to anxiety are struggling with anxiety these days, Caffeine is not helping. Okay, let's make note of that. Caffeine will not help with your anxiety. Caffeine will probably make it worse. What else is not helping? Sugar is not helping, right? Um, probably that bottle of wine, not helping. Um, also that giant bag of chips or the giant bag of cookies, not helping. Those forms of emotional eating are not helping. They're really kind of self-numbing behaviors. We use food in this way and it's really an unhealthy habit and we come away from it not feeling good. So that's ultimately what this is about. This isn't about me lecturing you about your food choices during quarantine. Like I'm the last person in the world who's going to do that. But it, this is about me saying, note how, how you eat makes you feel. What kinds of food choices you're making and how you feel about them after, but not even just that, how you physically feel taking these substances into your body and be feeding yourself in ways that make you feel good, in ways that make that increase your sense of well-being. And the same applies to exercise. I'm not going to tell you that you need to come out of the quarantine with rock hard abs, although watching on social, social media, I, I suspect that some people are going to come out of quarantine with these amazing beach bodies um, because there's a lot of at-home exercise going on because people are finding themselves with more time. If that's you, then for sure, there's so many different options online. I'm always talking about my Peloton app. One of these days, they're going to become a sponsor of the Girlfriends Podcast because I just tout them so much. But I truly do just love this resource, the Peloton app. Uh, you pay $12.99 a month. It's a subscription. 
totally worth it, but you can get a free trial. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, the show notes are always available, by the way, at ascensionpress.com. And if you would like to have them sent to your inbox every week, rather than have to go there, have to stop the podcast, go check out the links. If you want them sent right to you, right to your email, you can text the word girlfriends to 33777. You will get those show notes sent directly to you. Anyway, that's where I'll link to the Peloton app. But there's tons of like YouTube channels. We've talked about a lot of them here before. So many resources and a lot of gyms are offering online classes these days. There's so many different options, especially during this time of quarantine to get moving in whatever way you enjoy, whether it's an exercise bike or on the treadmill or going outside for a walk and keeping yourself six feet away from other people on, on the trails or on your sidewalks. Or if it's going out for a bike ride while I've been talking to you here, sitting in my car, my son Rafe just came out, put on his helmet and took off on his bicycle, which is great. Um, really an important way for us to be caring for ourselves, especially during these days where we are quarantined. Quarantine does not mean you have to stay inside those walls of your house. Make sure that you are getting outside and moving your body in ways that help you to feel good. That's going to help you to be at peace. It's going to help your physical well-being, which as we said, is completely connected to your emotional and your spiritual well-being as well. Okay, the next way for you to find peace during the quarantine is to connect with other people. Now, so many of us are doing this in new ways. We're sharing on Facebook Live. We are making Zoom calls. We are connecting through Skype. We are doing FaceTime. The other night, um, our family had a fire outside, and then we had a Zoom call where we called in those of my kids and their spouses who are not here with us in the house. And um, we had a call around the campfire. It was so nice. And actually pretty normal feeling for what it was. I mean, that's a totally weird thing, right? Passing around a laptop around the campfire and you've got the faces of your loved ones on it. And yet it's becoming more a part of a normal way that we communicate. And it really felt good. It felt like we were all together in the best way that we could be. Um, given our circumstances. So there's something that you can do. It doesn't have to be around a campfire, but arrange for a Zoom call. Um, you can you can get a Zoom account for free. And I forget what the numbers are, up to like 10 people or something can participate for free. Um, and then um, they also have plans where you, you pay a little bit and you can have more people or, or talk for longer and that kind of thing. Um, or use Skype, which is free, um, connecting with people that you love and care about. Maybe in ways that you never did before. There might be a group of girlfriends that you're missing. And just so suggest to them, hey, do you want to FaceTime or do you want to go on this, hop on this Zoom call like for 15 minutes and share coffee in the afternoon can make a huge difference to your peace of mind. Just having those social connections to people. I noted on the news yesterday, they were saying that they no longer want to be calling it social distancing because that's making people feel even more socially isolated when really we don't need to be socially distancing ourselves. Ourselves. We need to be physically distancing ourselves. And so they're calling it physical distancing. I don't know if it's going to take off now that people have really been talking about social distancing for a good while now. So that might stay. But just, you know, make note of that, that we are not being called upon to socially distance ourselves. Yes, it is more socially challenging these days to be connecting with other people. Um, but recognize that there are ways that we can be connecting with others. There are ways that we can be socially connecting with others that are really uh, helpful. Call your parents. 
call your in-laws, call your your great aunt B who, you know, you haven't seen or you normally would never call. Call your neighbor who lives down the street that you never talk to and just check on people. Just check in with them and find out how they're spending their days and, um, you know, see how they're feeling and talk about everyday stuff. Just those kinds of connections with other human beings are, are so important. But then also, I want to encourage you to really focus on connecting with the people that are under your roof, the people you're quarantined with. Um, you know, people who are quarantined alone, I, that's a really special cross to be bearing and especially hard burden. I've been praying especially for people I know who are quarantined by themselves, but then even just for people in the world at large who are quarantined alone because that's really a burden. They're not even having anybody next to them that they can talk to or someone that they can hug. So if you are quarantined with your family, you know, uh, be connecting with them, talking with them, hugging them, touching them, maybe even more so than you normally would, you know, because there's there's a lot of well-being that comes from those kinds of physical connections, but also the emotional connections that can happen with the people that we're sharing space with. So it might be that you're going to be going for walks with people in your household. We for sure have been doing that. It might be that you're having more heart-to-heart conversations or more goofing around. I've noted this among my kids that certain siblings that don't usually hang out together are now, um, you know, not, you know, certain pairings inside of the household that don't normally happen, I've noted are happening and they're goofing around together, talking together, watching a movie together. Um, Really kind of nice to see that this quarantine has given them that opportunity of forced shared space over extended time. And um, there's connections that's resulting from that. So take advantage of that. Be looking for ways that you can connect with the people in your life and be looking for ways to express your love and appreciation for them, perhaps more than you usually do. Saying I love you more, saying thank you more, Um, you know, going out of your way to be grateful to the people in your life and express that. All right. Number six I want to mention is a great way to find peace, even inside of the quarantine, is to express yourself. Talk about it. Talk about your feelings. My son, Eamon, always makes fun of me when I'm going to record a girlfriend's podcast whenever he's around. He's like, oh, you're going to go tell all the ladies to feel all their feelings? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Because it's actually important to feel all your feelings. It's an important thing to do. So I'm giving you permission to feel all your feelings. I'm giving you permission to talk about how you're feeling with people in your life, whether it's texting with a friend or talking with your husband. But even more than that, look for ways that you can express yourself creatively. There's a lot of peace that comes from that. Human beings are meant to be creative. And I don't care if you can't draw, maybe spending some time doing something artistic whether it's attempting some pencil drawings, like you can follow a YouTube to learn some basic skills in that regard, or watercolors. Um, YouTube is such a great source for learning new things. Um, You know, whether you're exploring the arts in some way or creating movies. Um, My son, Stephen, has a a funny YouTube channel that he enjoys, and I've noticed he's been picking up his efforts recently because he has a little more time, and it feels good to be, you know, making something creative going out and just, you know, recording a movie. Maybe you enjoy that kind of thing. Maybe you enjoy writing. You could be keeping a journal during this time. Imagine that, keeping your quarantine journal. This is something that might be handed down for generations. Just write down what's going on around you and your thoughts about it. Um, One friend of mine writes beautiful calligraphy, and she's been spending time doing that each day during this quarantine. 
that's something that you might like to explore. Maybe you've never looked into, you know, lettering arts before, but you think you might enjoy that. I haven't looked it up, but I'm positive there are YouTubes available for that as well. You can still, you know, make an Amazon purchase of some basic supplies, even if you're not going out shopping. Um, It might take a little while to get to you, but uh, you can do that. And, you know, explore some artistic outlet in some way, some sort of way of being creative. Maybe there's something that you used to enjoy that you haven't done in a long time. Well, let's look at this time of quarantine as an opportunity for you to reconnect with those things. You can only scroll through your phone so much and you're not going to feel great when you come away from that, but you will feel great coming away from some creative pursuit that you maybe are learning for the first time or reconnecting with after a long time. So look for a way to express yourself. And now the last way I want to mention for a way to find peace during quarantine is to focus on gratitude. There are so many things to be grateful for, even during this time of challenge, even during these unsettling times where we're not sure what's going to happen next and we're looking toward the future with trepidation sometimes. There's so much to be grateful for in the present moment. And I have found that this quarantine has given me an opportunity to realize how many things I take for granted and how many services I take for granted access to food that I take for granted, conveniences I take for granted, people that serve me that I take for granted. It's given me an opportunity to reflect on that, how grateful I am for doctors and nurses and others who work in hospitals, for delivery men, for people who work in grocery stores, for farmers who grow our food, for everybody along in that chain of supply, getting the food to our grocery stores and then getting it into our homes all of these people that are working heroically, making these efforts to provide us with basic things, how grateful I am to those people. And I hadn't previously paused to really reflect on that. So this quarantine has been an opportunity for me to do that. And I'm sure it can be for you too. What things do you usually take for granted that the quarantine is making you aware of, whether it's convenient access to food, right? Or, um, being grateful for your friendships, being grateful for um, your community in ways that you're right now deprived of, being grateful for the sacraments that we're right now deprived of, not being able to receive communion. Some of us are able to go to confession. Our pastor here has been offering drive-through confession. I have not yet taken advantage of that. But many people have. And um, but just just that, that it's that you have to go that out of your way and go to confession from your car makes you aware of how grateful we need to be for access to the sacraments that we usually have. We usually have such easy access to the mass in ways that people living in other areas of the world do not. We have easy access to all the ways that we're able to practice our faith in ways that people living in other areas of the world do not. So let's be looking for ways to be grateful because that will greatly increase your sense of peace, even during a time of quarantine, even during a time when you're deprived of many of the things that you usually enjoy. So those are my seven ways to find peace in quarantine. First, make sure you're praying every day. Number two, change what you can. Number three, recognize what you can't change and give it to God. Number four, exercise and eating well. Figure that part out. 
Then connect with those people in your life, whether it's digitally or physically with the people in your home. Number six, express yourself creatively. And then finally, focus on gratitude. But I would love to hear from you. What is giving you greater peace during this time of quarantine? I'm sure you are doing many creative and new things in your home. What have you observed that's different during this time of quarantine? What are the unique joys and challenges of this particular time in your family life? I would love to hear from you. Even if you have a question that you'd like for me to take up on a future episode of Girlfriends, you know I love your feedback. So you can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. You can connect with me on Voxer or connect with me on social media. I am Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't go anywhere. We've got a little more coming up, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Do you find it difficult to enter into the mysteries of the rosary? What about personally applying them to your life? Drawing from the writings of the saints, the Bible, and Catholic tradition, Matt Fratt has produced Pocket Guide to the Rosary, a masterful work that teaches Catholics how to truly meditate on the mysteries of the rosary, how to pray the rosary like the saints, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your prayer life and improve the way you pray what St. Padre Pio called the weapon of our times, we invite you to check out Pocket Guide to the Rosary by Matt Frad. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. Now, usually in this second part of the show, I share some feedback from listeners, but this week I want to use this time a little differently. I want to invite you to pray with me because I have been finding, I find so much peace in connecting in prayer with the people in my life, especially during these days of quarantine. So praying with my husband, praying with my kids, praying as a family, praying individually, but then also praying with coworkers and praying with friends and You, as a listener of the Girlfriends Podcast, are an important part of my life. You here create a community of like-minded people, and we know that from our Facebook group. Those of you who would like to join us on Facebook, we have a private group for Girlfriends listeners that is available at facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends Podcast. If you forget that link, you can always get it at ascensionpress.com in the show notes. Or send me a note on Facebook. I would be glad to send you a link to make a request to join that group. We'd love to have you join that community. But that's a prayerful community and a supportive and encouraging community. But just the fact that you show up here and listen makes you an important part of this community of girlfriends. Know that I am praying for you. And this week, I want to invite you to pray with me. I've been praying especially these days, the Litany of Trust. We've talked about this before here on the Girlfriends Podcast. This is available from Sisters of Life. Life.org. Um, you can go there. You can get a free PDF that you can print out. You can order prayer cards. Um, they don't mind if you print out the PDF and share it with people. They just ask that you don't sell it. Um, but you can order these beautiful prayer cards with the Litany of Trust on it. Um, I shared last year that one of my New Year's resolutions was in 2019 to pray the litany of trust and the litany of humility each day. And I was pretty good about doing that. Not perfect, but I was pretty good about sticking to that one and um, really recognizing the beautiful fruit that comes from focusing on growing in trust. 
Today's show has been all about finding peace, and that is one of the ways in which we find peace, is by learning to trust, practicing trusting in God's goodness and God's grace being enough. So I'm going to invite you now to pause whatever you're doing. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're folding laundry, Whatever it is you're doing, I want you to take a mental pause, an interior pause. You don't even have to stop what you're doing, but I want to invite you to pray the litany of trust along with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, Deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering, united to your own, will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you that your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for being a part of today's podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support me here at Girlfriends and connect with me outside of the podcast. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for taking the time, especially today, to pray with me. Know that I am praying for you, 
praying for your peace, for your hope, for your protection, and for your healing in the days to come. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 